1: The violence is not just in Akron, it's here in Columbus. What are we at, 67 murders for the year? Uh, Franklin County Sheriff's Office this morning has a man in custody after someone was shot at a food facility, SK Food Group, on Toy Road in Madison Township near Groveport. The victim was taken to Grant Medical Center in critical condition. So this sounds like the two had some kind of a ongoing spat but that suspect is in custody a uh, very sad story Saturday there was an accident on I-670 downtown person involved in the accident was riding in somebody's car got out was walking around on the freeway got hit by another car and was killed Ooh, man stay out of traffic a lot of shootings a lot of homicides They continue, and um, my fear is is this week is going to be a really, really hot, really, really humid week. Already this morning, 2.30 a.m., Scully's Music Diner, corner of North High and East 4th. 23-year-old victim waiting in line for a food cart when a man started harassing a woman. People started to intervene. Shots were fired. Victim shot in the leg, taken to Grant Medical Center. Stable condition. I saw the... uh, violence that broke out i think it was on the uh, i think it was down by canal winchester and one of the sheriffs said this is what happens when uh, everybody in ohio is able to carry a gun and i just laughed is he, is he really that clueless like those of us who are law abiding and choose to carry guns are not the people engaged in i think there were 3 shootings in like 4 hours involving the same people in that part of town those people have guns okay the rest of us do not, who do not have guns, they now thankfully don't have to go through a long, involved process to get licensed to carry because the violence has reached the level in our cities that you unfortunately do have to be ready for it no matter where you are. No matter where you are. Now, I fear for my. Uh, Well, they're not really friends and they're not really colleagues, but I have some friends at the dispatch. They all work in sports. I probably shouldn't say that or they'll be in trouble for being my friend. But I fear for some people at the Columbus Dispatch because I'm afraid somebody's getting fired today. Why do I say that? Uh, Because on today's editorial page is an editorial entitled Pro-Lifer. I am prepared to stay in it for the long haul. Work for babies. Mom's not over. Yes, a pro-life person has been given the platform of the Columbus Dispatch's editorial page to voice an opinion counter to the abortion bloodlust that has populated its pages for two weeks since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Or is it just over a week? I don't know. Time flies when you live in a country where it's no longer a constitutional right to murder your unborn child. Uh, Stephanie... Renee Kreider is the guest columnist, and I concur with her opinion. The fear that I have on the pro-life side is that the decision in Casey versus Planned Parenthood in Mississippi will put to sleep those of us who have hoped for this day for decades. Uh, This battle is... This war is not over. The war against the unborn. The war is not over. This is a battle. We won it. But the way we want it is the way we can continue to win it. To win it within the framework of the rules that exist in an orderly society, which is via electing representatives to the state government, representatives to the national government who are pro-life talking about the person who represents you in the Ohio General Assembly, person who is the governor of the state, the person who represents you in Congress, the person who is your senator, the person who is your president. So that is where the battle is won. See, I'm not going to try to win the battle disingenuously by lying to you. Why would I lie to you? I have the truth on my side. Life begins at conception. That's a baby. You're not... Striking a blow for women's health care or anything else when you stick a needle in the head of an infant and suck their brains out or dismember them in the womb. Pull them out piece by piece and then put them back together again as if they are some kind of gruesome jigsaw puzzle to make sure you didn't leave a part in the woman that will cause her future health problems. No, I'm going to be truthful about what abortion is about what life is, but the other side's not going to do that because they don't have any element of truth on their side. That's why they're going to tell you that, well, most of America wants abortion, and the Supreme Court is wrong to not give America what it wants. I was not aware that the Supreme Court was an arm of the Gallup polling organization. I was not aware that once you become a Supreme Court justice, your only job is to look at the cases in front of you, listen to the oral arguments, then go over to the window, wet your index finger, hold it out said window, and see which way the winds of public opinion are blowing. And then allow that to govern your opinion. Now, I was under the impression, because this is their job, is that they look at the Constitution and go, does this case comport with the Constitution or not? If it doesn't, then we must rule against the case. And we don't even care what the public thinks because it's irrelevant to what we're doing. And I'm not going to try to tell you that. This is some kind of legislative overreach when what the Supreme Court did was hand power to someone else. So anytime you hear, ah, it's legislative overreach, this court. How is it a power move to give away power. The power now rests with the voter in all 50 states. Okay, so uh, I fear for whoever allowed Stephanie Renee Kreider to voice these opinions and others in the pages of the Columbus Dispatch, and I also fear for whoever monitors the letters column And allow this letter from Dorothy Seitzinger of Lewis Center to make it into print. Dorothy notes that there was a recent full-page ad in the Columbus Dispatch signed by a thousand physicians who support abortion at any phase of pregnancy. And Dorothy says, I was sad to see that with the names of a thousand physicians who insists that a woman should be free to, quote, protect her future, even if it means preventing her baby from having a future at all. When my friend had chemotherapy for cancer, Dorothy writes, she didn't know that she was in her early stages of pregnancy, a time when her baby was at great risk of being harmed. Her doctor strongly suggested that she abort. After all, the woman is having chemotherapy for cancer. But my friend, Dorothy writes, and her husband never considered ending their baby's life. When the baby was born, he was perfect. Today he is a firefighter with children of his own. Doctors don't always know best. You know what's really gruesome about that full-page ad from the dispatch signed by doctors? A large number of them are pediatricians. Kid doctors. Pediatricians. Now, Dorothy's letter resonates with me because I, too, know a couple. You may know them, too. You, of course, remember Chris Spielman and his beautiful wife Stephanie, whose life was taken by breast cancer after five battles with the disease over a 12-year period. Their beautiful youngest daughter, who is now a student in college, was... Told, by, told to Chris and Steph that they should abort her because Steph was taking an experimental chemotherapy pill at the time she was pregnant. Nobody's ever been pregnant with while taking this drug. The deformities will be outrageous. When Audrey was born, she was perfect. She is beautiful and a light in the world today. Now, the Columbus Dispatch's resident assassin on all things Republican is Haley B. Miller. And Haley B. Miller is writing today a story about U.S. Senate candidates J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan and where they stand on abortion rights. So anytime I see Haley B. Miller's byline... I'm ready for there to be a dagger planted between the shoulder blades of a Republican. But I got to admit, by uh, her previous standards, covering the Senate primary, I can't really find a bunch of factual errors in her representation of J.D. Vance's position on abortion. Uh, She takes it very easy on Tim Ryan, but, you know. On the list of crimes committed against journalistic ethics by Haley B. Miller, this is a misdemeanor compared to multiple felonies she's committed in the past. But one thing does jump out in typical Haley B. Miller wokester fashion. Three times, unless I missed a time. She refers to people who are pregnant as a pregnant person, not a woman. A pregnant person. J.D. Vance opposes the procedure unless it's needed to save the pregnant person. While Vance supports Life of the Mother exceptions, he does not believe pregnant people should be allowed to have abortions in cases of rape or incest. And in a May interview with Fox News, Tim Ryan said that Abortion should ultimately be left up to the pregnant person. Are they going to persist with this nonsense forever? The NEA, the NEA, National Education Association, largest teachers union in the country. Would the past, I don't know, two years, maybe year, year and a half since Biden took office, Would that tell them anything about how their whole, like, woke agenda is resonating with voters? The uh, near defeat of Governor Phil Miller in New Jersey. The uh, complete repudiation of Terry McAuliffe in Virginia, where Biden won by double digits. And Glenn Youngkin is now the governor. Would that tell them anything? Apparently not. I'm searching my list of audio for the head of the NEA last week at their convention, prattling on about uh, we will honor you know, we will honor trans women are women and. Blah, 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 blah. They are taking this to the mat all the way. Here she is, Rebecca Pringle of the NEA. O, you'll love this. Come on, Rebecca. Speak, please. Please say, say what you're going to say. I know it's embarrassing, but go ahead. Say it. We will fight
0: unceasingly for the rights of our LGBTQ plus students and educators. We will say gay. We will say trans. We will use the words that validate our students and their families. We are being called to defend freedom. It's our of maximum danger.
1: Gee, I thought they were supposed to teach kids how to read and write and science and history. Really? I I guess Rebecca and I are not similarly aligned. I guess that's why uh two of my daughters are in private school and another one is homeschooled. Because I don't think that's your job, Rebecca. And Haley B. Miller of the Columbus Dispatch, she's all bought in on that. So know what you're getting when you read her. You're getting lots of pregnant people references. Now, as for what the candidates believe on abortion, here's J.D. Vance's statement. It's not whether a woman should be forced to bring a child to term. It's whether a child should be allowed to live, even though the circumstances of that child's birth are somehow inconvenient or a problem to the society. He's mocking the idea that it is a problem for a child to live. As for Tim Ryan, he has, well, Haley B. Miller says, um, had a change of heart on abortion. See, he used to be pro-life. And then, according to Haley B. Miller, he announced his position change in 2015. What would have precipitated Tim Ryan announcing his position change in 2015? Well, if you look at Tim Ryan's 10 congressional election victories to represent the Mahoning Valley, they got precipitously closer and closer and closer the longer he ran. Now, if you were really doing a good job for your district and you had the name recognition of having represented your district, wouldn't your margins of victory usually get bigger and bigger and bigger? Jim Jordan's have. But Tim Ryan's kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, for the moment, imagine yourself as the head of the Democratic National Committee. You are the power broker who passes out the money to the candidates who you deem personify your values on issues, who you also deem electable. And if Tim Ryan's margins of victory are going down, and if Tim Ryan is pro-life in 2015, do his positions match the positions, the ever-escalating, bloodthirsty positions of the Democratic Party when it concerns abortion? Uh, That would be a no. And so if Tim Ryan wants the support of the Democratic National Committee, and he wants the money to campaign with in a district where his margins are shrinking. What could Tim Ryan do to make that happen? Oh, Tim Ryan could have a change of heart on abortion. And he could go from being pro-life to being, well, I'll just quote Haley B. Miller's story right here. She says that Tim Ryan has received a 100% Rating from NARAL Pro-Choice America. 100% rating from NARAL Pro-Choice America. Now, do you have any idea what you have to do to get a 100% rating from NARAL Pro-Choice America? You have to have zero objection to abortion at any point. Right up to 10 seconds before the baby emerges And breathes for the first time. Go ahead. Go ahead and kill it. How does a person who's pro-life, as Tim Ryan once was, come to that position? Is it possible that Tim Ryan made a value judgment on what was more precious to him? The life that he, by his own pro-life position, realized was a life? Or... Mm, this congressional gig's a pretty good gig. I get free health care. I make a lot of money. Set myself up for a future lobbying position. Maybe I'll become a senator someday. Oh, boy. All I have to do is have a change of heart on abortion. And I get money to campaign with. Maybe continue my march toward being a career politician. Okay, I'm in.